You're listening to Stories from New York, the official podcast of New York Gospel Ministries, in cooperation with SermonAudio.com. Here in the city of New York, city police statistics show an increase in major crimes of over 37% between January 1st and January 30th of this year compared to 2021. The crime is escalating here in the city. And just two weeks ago, I was uh, in a a Dwayne Reed drugstore on 8th Avenue, just north of us here in the city. And as I was leaving the store, a woman pressed past me, exiting the store very quickly, and she was carrying two bags, two large bags that she had filled with with things in the store that she had just stolen and walked out the door with. And she hastened down the street. This is happening all over the city. And just yesterday, I was down in Chinatown area. I love to eat at restaurants down there. And I was walking along one of the streets, and, and as I approached the corner, I noticed a man was there on the uh, sidewalk. He had milk crates spread out, and covering all of these milk crates were steaks, choice filet mignons, and ribeyes, and sirloins, just beautiful meat spread out there. And he, too, had two large bags that were stuffed with meat. And he was selling them out on the sidewalk. And as I approached and noticed that, I also noticed that they all had the Trader Joe's label on them. And so, uh, knowing that we uh, receive all of our donated goods from Trader Joe's, I took a special interest in what he was doing. And I asked him, I said, well, where'd you get the meat? He said, well, I got it from Trader Joe's. And I said, well, what Trader Joe's did you get it from? He said, oh, one of the stores here in the area. And uh, I said, well, how did you get it? And he said, well, my father, he's the owner of Trader Joe's. And he gave them to me. And I'm thinking to myself, the owner of Trader Joe's was a German man, and this man definitely was not German. And... um, and so I just continued to engage him and looked at the, the, the sell date. And uh, the first piece I picked up, was you could sell in a Trader Joe's store until February 22nd. So this was obviously some of the freshest meat that was coming into the Trader Joe's. And that began to concern me because I tell you what, the, the crime all across the city is going up. And there's so little that is being done about it. Uh, security won't stop shoplifters as they leave these stores. They don't want to re- risk their their life because uh, these individuals that are stealing are, are known to uh, stab people with screwdrivers or sticks or knives. And so as I um, was thinking about moving on, I just mentioned to him, I said, well, your your father does not own Trader Joe's and he did not give you this meat. I said, it really appears to me that you stole it from one of the Trader Joe's stores. And there's a Trader Joe's store uh, a number of blocks down from where this man was set up uh, trying to sell his meat. 
And that immediately generated a hostile response from him. And he began to swear, swear and curse at me and threaten me as I was walking away. And I made the comment, you know, I think I'm going to call the police. As I stepped across the street and turned back, this man began to come after me. And there was a security guy that would just pass me. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, could you just stand here for just a moment? I want to make sure that I'm going to be okay. And the man came up and he grabbed several milk crates that were sitting at the corner by a garbage can. And he came real close and he threw them at me, just cussing and cursing and threatening me. Well, I knew immediately that this was not going to be a good situation. So I went ahead and made a phone call to the police department and told him where I was and what had happened. And I continued to walk away, and he ran back and got all this meat, packed it up, and was joined by another individual, a tall individual that was on a little scooter. And both of them began to walk toward me as I was walking away. And so I'm engaging with the police, and I'm moving down the sidewalk, um, not wanting any more confrontation with them. And Crossed one street, made my way all the way down to 3rd Avenue, corner of Grand, and the crosswalk, no walk sign was on, so I couldn't cross the street. And I was on my way to the, the trains, to get on the train and come back to the mission. And so I was stopped in the middle of about a dozen people. And both of these men came up to me, and this man continued to threaten me in the presence of everybody. And so when the light turned, I crossed the street. When I got on the other side... Uh, the individual that was with them, accompanying him, a very tall man, continued to walk away from us to the corner on which this train was. This man circled me, had his phone in my face, cussing and cursing. And, of course, now the police are on the phone. They're hearing all of this threatening language. And he came up and he bumped himself up against me and and uh, told me that, uh, that up the block where he thought I was headed to the train, that there were going to be four men there that were going to, um, not to use his nasty language, but were going to make certain that I was roughed up. And the police heard all of this on the phone. And so I obviously knew that I was not going to go toward the train station. But uh, the man then hastened down the block, and, and uh, the police asked me where I was, and he was, and so uh, on the opposite side of 3rd Avenue, I just continued to walk behind him about 100 feet and noted where he went. He turned into a hotel, which I found from out from the police had been turned into a men's shelter. And so he went into that men's shelter, and police arrived, and they just talked with me and said that, you know, this ended well. They said this could have ended in a very bad way because there are people all over the city that are being stabbed by these people that are committing the crime. That, that man had, had with him better than $1,000 worth of stolen meat from Trader Joe's, taking advantage of people on the street. This type of activity is everywhere in the city. And those officers that um, arrived on the scene and just shared with me uh, about this uh, then remained there while I tried to hail a cab. And for about 10 or 15 minutes, no cab came. 
And so I suggested to them, I don't want to hold you up. I said, I'll just walk down to Canal Street. There's more traffic down there. I'll hail a cab down there. And so I uh, continued to walk to Canal Street. But I said to myself, you know, I came to get something to eat. So I went into a restaurant there and sat down and ordered a nice meal and was eating it and reading the news on my phone. And I glanced over when I was done with my meal and noticed there were two police officers seated at a table on the other side of the restaurant. And I got up and went over to them and and just thanked them for their service here in the city. Uh, For the past year and a half, any time I see a police officer, I'll take the time to stop and thank them for their service. Uh, They have been so denigrated. And uh, I remind them that for everybody that cusses and screams at them, there are thousands of us that are thankful for them, we're behind them, and they seem so appreciative and I just asked him, can I, can I buy your meal tonight? And they said, no, no, you can't do that, but thank you so much. And when I went to check out, I asked the cashier if I could just go ahead and pay for their meal. And, and I did, just out of gratitude for these police officers. And she wanted to announce to them I'd pay for I said, listen, don't, please don't tell them that. You can tell them that after I leave. But I said, don't tell them in front of them, because I said they didn't want me to do it. But the manager, who knew what was going on, went over there and told them I'd bought their meal. So immediately these two officers stood up and came over to me and and just thanked me profusely. And then I told them the story that I'd experienced uh, just uh, an hour before having my dinner there in the street corner. And uh, they once again uh, just reminded me how Those that are mentally unstable here in the city are some of the most dangerous people. And when they found out that I was a pastor and we had a food pantry, both those officers said, can can we give you a drive across town to your church? (laughs) And, And so I went outside and those two officers opened up the car door and I sat in the back. Uh, Thankfully, my hands weren't in handcuffs and they opened the door and they they drove me across town and dropped me off right in front of the church building. And I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful that here in this city we have police that are willing to risk their lives. And quite a few policemen have been shot recently here in the city. But risk their lives to protect us and yet All those officers that night, the four of them I talked to, told me how their hands are tied in this city because of the policies of the leadership. And that's a tragic thing. And I think it's um, time for the people of God to uh, voice their support for law and for order. For we know that the day is coming where, and it's hastening upon us, the devil the energy behind it all to bring to the forefront the man of sin who is the man of lawlessness. And we're watching this turn take place in our country and we know that the answer is the gospel of God. And so may the people of God determine in the midst of everything to be doing kingdom work, announcing the gospel for the glory of God. 
You've been listening to Stories from New York, the official podcast of New York Gospel Ministries. NYGM is strategically located in the heart of Manhattan and seeks to spread the good news of the message of Jesus Christ by the way of daily food distribution, the International Training Center, and the International Preaching Station. We invite you to learn more at sermonaudio.com forward slash NYGM. Thank you.